Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, your ideas a huge success. Ladies, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and you're ready to be the queen of your empire this week, right? Now, our theme all this month has been boss up, taking your business to the next level. And each Monday, we've given you some aspect of what it means to actually boss up. Now, here we are basically at the halfway point of 2022, and of course, it's so much uh, time that we have a tendency to not use and manage properly. But listen up, because now is the time to get more serious and committed than ever before about your business, your vision, and where you are going. It's time for you to eliminate those habits, thoughts, and yes, it's time for you to move past those naysayers that have a negative impact on you making it happen. It's time to get out of your own way even and start using the power of unshakable faith. So make sure you get out your notepad. Get ready to take some good notes from the show today because our topic today is going to be all about Bossing Up, Creating Your Power Team. Learn five ways to build your power team so you can step into your CEO role, which is so very, very important. So again, get ready, get your notepad out, because we're going to be providing some great information for you today. I want to go ahead and move right into the five questions of leadership. Five questions of leadership. What does that actually mean? Well, these questions are developed for you each year. At the top of the year, I select five new questions that are going to help you to strengthen your leadership ability to get you more into that CEO role. Here's question number one. What's your functionality? Again, what's your functionality? Are you going to be a procrastinator this week or an action taker? How did you lay out your foundation this week uh, to be in the right mode, traveling on the right path, right? That starts with every Sunday, making sure that you carve out some time, some quiet space where you can actually remind yourself, hey, What's the goal that I want to see by Friday? What's the end goal? Of course, you have larger goals, annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals, but when it falls right down to it, it's the daily goals that push to your weekly goal that's going to help you propel and move forward to seeing your overall annual objectives come to pass, right? So it's important for you to really, really carve out that time every Sunday evening um, and be able to look at your planner or your calendar and then make sure that all of the activities that you have listed there are actually relevant to what it is that you want to accomplish by the end of the week. It's that simple, right? And so hopefully those of you that are listening have chosen to be an action taker, right? But if a procrastinator is something that has been heavy on you, you've been you've been pushing things out, you have been um, you know, constantly giving yourself excuses and saying, I'll do it tomorrow, or you just feel overwhelmed, it's okay. Everybody has to start back at the drawing board sometime, right? And so you need to not be so hard on yourself because that will cause you to just procrastinate more. The biggest thing that you need to do is to have someone who's been there, done that, that can hold your hand and get you out of that mode so you can start seeing things done. This is why I always, as your business coach, want to make sure that you know about 
the complimentary power talk that is available to you over at Women About Biz. Again, the complimentary power talk that is available to you over at Women About Biz, okay? So I want you to go to womenaboutbiz.net. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Let's get it going. Go over to womenaboutbiz.net. And then as you scroll down, uh, right up under the welcome message on the home page, you'll see the Power Talk offer. If you have not had a Power Talk this year yet with me, go ahead and click that and take advantage of your one free Power Talk that you get every year. And of course, if you are a successful woman radio listener, I always give those bonus Power Talks whenever I feel that, hey, this is something that I want to bless others with, this, whatever this information might be. So again, go ahead and schedule your Power Talk. Do it today before you procrastinate on it, right? Absolutely. Here's number two in the five new questions of leadership. Are you on target with your sales and your profit goals? Um, I've come to understand from just talking to so many women out there that a lot of business women aren't understanding just how serious your sales and profit goals really are. Okay, sometimes we look at them and we say, well, yeah, I can just set these goals, but I just really need to start seeing some money coming in. And we're really not realizing what we are saying when we, when we put our mindset in that path. Listen, your sales and your profit goal is a huge part of your business vision. Only you can declare what that number is going to be. But what I do know is you should be definite of purpose. The number should be very, uh, it should be a number that's very direct. Uh, There's no such thing as saying I want to make a lot of money. You've got to say, well, how much money is that going to be, right? So I want you today, if you have not already, I want you to really take a look at what should your sales and your profit goals be. A lot of the times it's as simple as creating a cash flow, a projected cash flow analysis to help you really understand um, the current expenses that you have and then looking at what it's going to take to break even and what it's going to take, what type of sales it's going to take to move past the break-even point. Again, if you need help with that, go ahead and schedule a power talk with me. And if you've already had your power talk with me, then it's time for you to start thinking about getting some coaching. Here's number three. What offers do you need to create to reach your sales and your profit goal? So, of course, Business is all about creating a system of attracting people to what you have to offer. It's a system. And in creating that actual system, in order to attract people to what you have to offer, it really all starts with the compelling offer, right? That is going to be your free offer where you are able to help people develop that relationship with you build that credibility, and get a taste of your expertise and what you can do to help them. So the free offer is very, very important. I call it the compelling offer because it's important that you have to compel individuals. That means that they're going to take quick action on whatever that offer is. And that's why I like to call it a compelling offer because that word compel isn't about someone just making a decision and go, oh, that's really nice. I think I'll look at that later on. I'll put this up for later. Compel means that the offer is written in such a way that they are going to want to snap right to it. They're going to want to take action on it. And so with a compelling offer, you always have to pay attention to the keywords and the phrases that you use, and you always but always have to have a deadline um, for individuals to take advantage of the offer so they don't feel like it's an open-ended offer and respond to it in a very slow manner, okay? Very important. Here's number three. Again, I'm sorry, number four, again, is your marketing strategy in place, okay? So we just talked about the first three questions of leadership. What's your functionality? Are you on target with your sales and profit goals? What offers do you need to create? I just shared with you that the type of offer is called a compelling offer. Um, And now here we are, number four, is your marketing strategy in place? 
place. There are four areas that you really need to pay attention to as you are developing your marketing strategy, social media, advertisement, email sequences, and videos. Very, very important. Now, one thing I do want to point out right here, and you know, one of the biggest things that I understand about us as women and one of the commonalities that, that we do have is that we can be very stubborn sometimes, right? You can hear that you need to create a marketing strategy and, you, and you'll say, oh, that's such good information. And then you'll move right around that fact and you'll keep trying to what I call have do your marketing You don't have a marketing strategy. You really haven't slowed down enough to think about really revamping the target audience profile and what that really means and who are you really trying to get the message out to. And then you're just kind of like picking one of these strategies, social media or email sequences or whatever, and you're just half doing it. I can tell you that because I have been there. I have done that. And what it, but what a marketing strategy requires is for you to slow down. It requires you to carve out that space of quiet time. It requires you to often work with a marketing consultant or a specialist who can help you set the foundation for your marketing and get it going, right? This is very key. And oftentimes I feel that as business women, this is when we have that tendency to let that mothering instinct come back out. And instead of us getting someone to help us, we want to try and buy a book to figure it out, take a course to figure it out, um, and then it never gets done. And here we are around the same year, same time, dealing with this issue all over again, right? And so it is my desire for you ladies to not be hard-headed. Um, it is for my desire for you to listen to someone who's been there, done that, who is willing to share of herself so that you don't have to go down the same path, but you can shorten your learning curve. You can make things happen for yourself faster. So the marketing strategy is just not words on paper, but it is your blueprint of how you're going to market your company, and it allows you to be able to tweak it and to get it adjusted just right so that it starts working. Whatever doesn't work, you throw it out and and start going back to the drawing board and working with it and fine-tuning it until it is what you need it to be. By the way, most marketing experts say that 85% of all marketing strategies don't work because the owner isn't understanding their target audience. Now, you need to take note of that. And so building out a character profile for who is your typical client, give your client a name. If it's majority female, give her a name. If it's majority male, give him a name, right? If it's a combination of the both or if it's couples, whatever, you need to really get get to the issue of what is my target customer? Who is my target customer and what do I need to do? And I think that's so very, very important. So I want to encourage you to take this serious enough to really put on your schedule, schedule out some time. And I think in developing a good marketing strategy, if you're not a marketing expert, right, And by the way, taking marketing in college does not qualify you to be a marketing expert. You need somebody that's been out there in the trenches, that's helped small business owners, that has learned how to fine-tune and tweak marketing strategies and help you identify your target audience. That is very key, okay? So make sure you take heed. And again, those four core areas that you need to be most interested in in developing your marketing strategy are social media, advertisement, email sequences, which some of you may have seen people call it a a funnel, marketing funnel. I like to call it email sequences or sequences and then videos, okay? Those four core areas I think are very, very important. Last but not least, here's number five in the five questions of leadership. On a scale of one to 10, what's your belief level? Now, I'm gonna slow it down right here And we have talked about belief before, what it is, what it is not. We've talked about the fact that there are different types of belief levels, right? But the level of belief required to get you to taking swift and immediate action, well, I call it unshakable faith. Again, it's that level of belief so deeply rooted, it compels. There's that word again, compel. Compel means that 
you are so inspired and encouraged that you cannot wait to take action on whatever it is you're trying to do. You're not going to put it off. You're going to take action right away, immediately, right? Now, if you're taking action, you should see some type of result. Most of the time, you're going to see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items marked complete on your checklist, which lets you know that you're performing at a high peak level, right? So very, very important. So there you have it, the five new questions of leadership. I can't talk enough about how key that is and how important that is to really, really dig in and get to the bottom of your belief system. You know, one of the things that I I know is that as I have shared the power of belief with others, as I have shared with others how to manifest, and many of you have participated in the I Am Worthy Challenge, where we have dug even deeper to explain how manifestation occurs and what the structure and system of manifestation is, I think there are a lot of women who are just have a fear factor that's so high on the chart that it's difficult for them to even want to buy in or believe that they can actually manifest what it is that they want in life and business. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who used to be a person who had many great ideas but never really put them in action, never got them going, I know what that feels like. I'm here to tell you that the road to success has more to do with you, your belief level, and your willingness to take action and make swift and immediate changes, okay? Because sometimes as women, we can get in that stubborn role, that stubborn role as though we know what we're doing when we don't actually know, and we're unwilling to take the advice of others who have gone before us and have made it happen for themselves. And so I'm just here for anybody that that needs to fall on their ear. I'm just here to let you know is that you are powerfully and wonderfully made, girl, and that the success that you want, what it is that you want to do, you can indeed do it. You can indeed have it. And it all starts with you, right? You've just got to have a moment in your life where you make a decision and agreement to get out of your own way. That's right. A lot of the times we don't embrace the right type of beliefs because we're standing in our own way. It doesn't have anything to do with those naysayers. It doesn't have anything to do with that environment. Sometimes it just has something to do with us getting out of our own way. And so I want to encourage you to take your belief to a whole nother level. And it starts with you making a pact with yourself to take action. And therefore, when you start taking that action, your unshakable faith is definitely going to increase. 12.18 after the hour, we have people still dialing into the show. It's not too late for you to flash over on another line and to share Successful Woman Radio with at least one other person. And so I want to take this time and encourage you to do that right now. Go ahead. Flash over on another line and encourage at least one person, whether you have to text them, whether you have to send them a quick message over Messenger or WhatsApp, Tell someone, hey, get on Successful Woman Radio. Uh, 347-637-2589 is the dial-in. I see that we have some space available on the board for dial-in. Again, 347-637-2589. And for those of you that are new to the show, here at Successful Woman Radio, we want to welcome you. Welcome you, girl. Listen, you have just entered into a positive environment, a, a radio show that comes on every Monday at 12 noon, where you are going to get motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. And that is what we are all about. From my own experiences, 
I bring you information that you will be able to put to use right away. From the experiences of me being a coach for this last 20-plus years, you are going to get information and advice that will help you to make better choices, better decisions about the direction of your business. So welcome. Welcome to Successful Woman Radio. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to our featured guest on last Monday, Nancy J. Lewis. Wow, Nancy gave us then I encourage you to go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on the word podcast. And when you get there, you'll be able to listen to the latest show. You can also take a shortcut to that page by going directly to SuccessfulWomanRadio.com. Again, SuccessfulWomanRadio.com. And it will take you directly to the correct page on the Women About Biz website where you will be able to listen to that show and all the shows that we've done so far for this month and last month, right? And so definitely take advantage of that. We've got some new things going on over at Women About Biz. Many of you uh, know that we have a business opportunity for women that we call Lifestyle for Her, and we are now merging the Lifestyle for Her website um, into the Women About Biz website, and it's going to be one big, beautiful membership. Um, and, And so we are doing that, and so we are busy cleaning up everything on the site. So if some pages you click on are not available, don't worry. Uh, We are getting it together. I want to give a big shout out to my assistant, Relisha, who is just really helping to move things along at a faster rate, Um, and she is definitely going to be um, more prevalent, and you will get a chance to meet her at Women About Biz as she moves forward with helping with programming, a lot of different programs and things that we've got coming up for you. So again, we are making a few adjustments and changes. We are merging Lifestyle for Her website into Women About Biz, and we think that it's going to make it a lot um, user-friendly, and we think that it's going to also help all of those who are just members of Lifestyle for Her come on into the Women About Biz family. And pretty much the reason we're doing it is because most women who are in Lifestyle for Her say they want to either start a business or they have a business. And of course, Women About Biz was always one of the member benefits on that side. So we thought, hey, we're going to blend the two together. Uh, it's, it's really working out well, and we should have the full blend of Lifestyle for Her and Women About Biz up by, uh, I believe, by Friday. And so we're going to be sending out emails. We're going to do uh, a celebration launch of the merge of the two. And, of course, as we move forth with Women About Biz, many of you have given us so many wonderful comments on our new logo. If you haven't had a chance to see the new logo, go on over to womenaboutbiz.net, and you'll see the logo right top and center. And as you'll see, it is the silhouette of a queen because our new um, tagline is helping you, right, helping you become the queen of your empire. I've had so many people say, Trina, can you share a little bit about what does that mean to be the queen of your empire? Well, it is my belief that all of us should think about as women as being royalty, right? Because we were all born with the ability to create incredible things, but we have to allow the spiritual side of us to help us in manifesting whatever it is that we want. And so this concept of becoming the queen of your empire really came through the I am worthy challenge where We talk about you embracing the fact that you get to create your own empire. Your empire is your space of whatever you want to put in it, whether it's a business, a nonprofit organization, whether it's multiple business, whether it is franchises, uh, whatever you want to put in your empire, that is up to you. That is your opportunity to shine, to be the leader, the queen of your empire. And so I want to encourage you to think about embracing 
this philosophy that I've been sharing about becoming the queen of your empire. When you think of yourself as royalty, when you think of yourself in such a high manner, then you begin to move and act differently. You begin to take on a new leadership role. You begin to feel more responsible. And let me just tell you, it feels so wonderful when you are accomplishing your dreams, when you're accomplishing your goals, simply because you have accepted the responsibility that you are the queen of your empire. Listen, nobody can take that from you. You're the queen. If you say you want to make a million dollars, if you say you want to be a, a millionaire, a billionaire, a hundred thousandaire, it's whatever you want. It's all based on your belief system and how high you're willing to take it to have what you want. We can put up many excuses in life, ladies. We can. We can put up so many excuses in life that we began to believe our own excuses because beliefs are formed from opinions, they're formed from experiences and habits that work together to become automated. And once it becomes automated, it becomes a belief, whether it's true or not. So there are many beliefs that we have that are not true, and yet we are functioning off of them. And so when you become the queen of your empire, you have to really eliminate negative beliefs that work against you. You have to eliminate all of those naysayers in your life. You have to move around them, ignore, and push them aside, right? Not the actual person, but the actual philosophy that they are trying to put on you with saying that you can't do this. Or are you sure this is something you should be doing? Now, it's true that as you are evaluating and looking at different things to do to generate more income in your life, in your business, that you've got to learn how to take educated risk. You've got to learn how to properly evaluate. But there are some people who are naysayers that just don't want to see you make it for the sake of just not seeing you make it because they're not where they need to be. And hopefully... You guys don't have too many of those type of people in your life, but I certainly have learned to move completely past naysayers. It's nothing they can say that can change my mind about the things that I want to accomplish and do within my empire, because that empire belongs to you. In this 21st century, the competitive edge, you better believe it, is you. And if you don't have your mindset prepped right, if you aren't preparing your mind for greatness every single day moving forward, then it's on you as to whether or not something doesn't take shape and form and, and happen. It's, it's all on you. So I know for myself, I'm going to be the one that reaps the benefit, enjoy the fruit of my labor. So therefore, I'm willing to step up to the plate to do the work if that requires on my mindset and on myself to be the best CEO, the best leader that I need to be. That is very, very key to me is to become a woman of my word, not about being a woman of my word with anybody else necessarily as much as it is with my own self. I never want to get to the point to where I'm, I'm breaking my own word with my own self. I'm sinning against my own self. I never want to get to that point. And it starts with us getting a grip on habits that are negative and that are working against the very fabric of who we want to become. Remember, you are great. You are powerful. You are a woman of worth. You are the queen of your empire. It's 1229 after the hour. You are listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, there's so many other things that you could have chosen to do, and it's such an honor to see that you've chosen to spend some time with us here on Successful Woman Radio. I just want to remind everyone that the I Am Worthy Challenge has been pushed off a little bit. Um, we are revamping a few things, and so the next I Am Worthy Challenge is going to start July 11th through the 15th. Again, July the 11th 
through the 15th. Stay tuned for more information in your email and via text. We are um, evaluating some things, taking a look at a lot of wonderful comments that have been made, and we are just strengthening the program. So even though we have that word challenge on there, that word challenge doesn't mean that once you take the I am worthy challenge that it's just you don't move on to the next month with it again because it's meant for you to strengthen yourself and utilize the seven powers of purpose, which really, when when practiced together, will help you to learn how to use the power of manifestation. And so we're making sure that we make that clear. We are changing platforms, and we are strengthening ourselves so that this program, which is so very important, it lays the foundation for you to manifest. So we want to make sure that it's a platform that, everyone will be able to use and really be able to do well. So I'm just so, so very, very um, excited about it. And I hope that you guys who have been participating in the I Am Worthy will definitely want to participate in the July I Am Worthy Challenge. It's going to be a very, very special one. I want to talk to you um, right now about the book Living with Purpose by Dr. Miles Monroe. Again, such a wonderful book. Wow, I've gotten so many people who have told me that they have purchased their copy of the book and how they are enjoying it. Um, This book has really, it's just uplifted me so much in this last couple of months that I've been doing devotionals from it. And I really... um, I really want to answer a couple of questions because I had someone to say in one of the emails to me, hey, Trina, I didn't realize that Women About Biz was a Christian organization because many people um, hear me talk about God. Many people hear me talk about uh, various scriptures and that I read. So uh, this is what I want to say is that I am Christian. I am wholeheartedly Christian. I support God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, and I cannot separate any of that from which has made me a very successful woman and what I have learned from. I coach as a Christian woman. I give advice as a Christian woman. I started Women About Biz. I was a Christian woman. And so to say that Women About Biz is a Christian organization, well, I I don't know if I want to put that necessarily that title on it. But what I do want to say is that because I'm the founder, I am Christian 100%. And so as a result, I'm going to share with you what I know, what I have been taught, what God has inspired me with, what the Holy Spirit has inspired me with. It's no, it's no more different than someone who uh, says that they have you know, found belief in something that has really helped them and they want to share it with you. It's no different, right? And so as we move forward, it's important that I let all of you know who are listeners, proclaim and declare I will that I am 100% Christian and that many of the things that I teach are from God's philosophies. It's from God's word, um, the Bible, which I consider one of the greatest books, if not the greatest book in the world. And so with that said, yes, I teach from a Christian perspective, and I do it in a way that I try to share with you all of those golden nuggets that the Spirit has led me to share with you. And so for those of you who happen to not be Christian, well, still listen. Listen to the show, because just like other things that you look at and listen to, you will be able to gain such wisdom from the Word of God. You will be able to gain such wisdom um, of learning how I have allowed my Christianity to lead me to a higher level of belief that has changed my entire life. So definitely. And so I wanted to put that out there because I've had people from time to time ask me about it. And so I wanted to address it here on Successful Woman Radio uh, so that I could clearly let everyone know without having to guess absolutely 100%. I am the princess of God the Father. He is the king of the kingdom and all that belongs to him belongs to me. And I invite you to learn enough about who he is to realize that 
He, our Father, is quite an incredible being. He is omnipotent, and there is nothing, nothing too powerful for him and what he can do for you. I want to read to you from one of the books that we have been looking at in the book club again, Living with Purpose by Dr. Miles Monroe, a very prolific speaker, someone who was taken, I always feel, too early, but God needed him more. I'm going to read to you what's really important on page 68. This was a very special devotional for me, and I thought that it would encourage and inspire you. He starts off with the scripture, Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all those things will be given to you as well. The author, Dr. Miles Monroe, says, I have met many people who have everything except the knowledge of who they are. He says, Jesus said, why worry about these things? Life is so much more than these things about which you worry. Life is peace and love and joy and patience and gentleness. Seek first the things of God and everything else you need will just fall into place. The mind controlled by the Spirit of God is full of life and peace. Peace is so important to a fulfilled life. It goes hand in hand with the life Jesus came to bring. You don't have to worry when you know what is coming. When you live by the Spirit in the realm of the unseen and the invisible, there is no reason to worry. God is holding what is in store for you because all things that are, were, and are in God. If you'll let him, God will work it all out for you. Through your spirit talking with his spirit, he'll assure you everything is going to be okay. You don't have to worry if God's already told you how a particular situation is going to turn out. Relax and commit yourself to maximize your potential. Preoccupy yourself with this assignment and purpose for your life, knowing that whatever God asks for, he provides for. When you are distracted by our drive for personal security and our search for our identity, we rarely achieve our true potential. We are so caught up trying to make it through life that we don't have time to be in life. Listen. You came out of God. He created you to look and think and act like him so you would display his greatness, majesty, sovereignty. The summit of God's desire for your life is that you will show through your being who he is. Your potential is not determined by what you look like or how far you went in school, nor is it determined by what others think and expect of you. God, your creator, determines the extent of your ability. Through his Holy Spirit, he enables you to develop and experience your entire potential. God makes it possible for you to do and be much more than anyone, including you, expects. You may not look smart, but if the one who made you demand smartness from you, it's in there somewhere. Oh, wow, I really love that, right? Of course, this is why I believe that we are all queens of our own empire, because we were born from royalty. We were born to do incredible and great things, right? And this is why it's so important for you to embrace that and to understand that you have supernatural power already. You have the ability to take a thought and to move it from your spiritual realm and to put it down on paper, which begins the point of manifestation. And from there, you have the ability to make it happen. I think sometimes we don't realize that we have this great ability, but I'm here to let you know all you need to do is test it out. Start increasing your belief level simply by taking action. Simply by making a pact with yourself that you're going to have enough belief and faith in your own self and your own abilities to take the action, to move forward, to take the steps. So whatever you're wanting to accomplish for the rest of this year, perhaps you did not take full advantage of your own potential this last six months, but here we have a whole nother six months ahead of us, right? So why not take advantage of all that God has put within you to accomplish those goals? Take advantage of that. Get yourself in a quiet space 
and develop a strategy, just not from a marketing perspective, but develop an overall strategy to get you where you need to be. Now, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and move right into our topic for today. Our topic for today is Boss Up, Creating Your Power Team. Wow. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, ladies, I've talked about power team a lot, right? I've talked about it over the uh, the few the last few years. I've really been talking about it and, and sharing with people what the power team means. What is this concept, power team? What is it all about? Well, in a nutshell, a power team is a group of professionals that each have their own talent, whatever that might be, and they are using that talent to service you so that you can shorten your learning curve and 10x your business, get it going in a direction at a much faster pace. Listen, if you were to say right now, well, I need a website and I need some graphics work done, I need a social media calendar, and you start listing out all of these things that you need, then if you're the one who's planning on doing all of that, that's only going to get you so far, especially if you don't have the talent and skill and you keep up to date with how to get it done faster, right? In the meantime, while you're still trying to get all of that stuff done, oh, I've got to go buy a book to learn how to do a website. Oh, I've got to go do this and that. I've got to go um, learn how to use Canva. I've got to go learn how to use all these different things. Well, while you're doing that, who in the world is playing the CEO role? The CEO role is the most important role out of three very important roles that should be in every business. The three roles are, right, technician, laborer. That is the role that normally either makes the product to give to the end user or the role that provides the service to the, for the end user, right? That's the laborer. And then you have the manager. The manager is that role that is responsible for carrying out the vision of this and the directives of the CEO. So the manager is responsible for making sure that the website is being updated, that the social media is being updated, that ads on Facebook and LinkedIn are being placed properly, making sure that the labor role is carried out and doing what it's supposed to be doing, that's the management side of the business, making sure that the sales goals are being met, that all of the reports that are needed for the CEO are in order in place so that the CEO can make wise and better decisions and choices based on the facts and not just off of, um, you know, um, sheer what the CEO might think, but based off of those reports, right? And so I think it's very key for you to understand just how important these three roles are. So before we talk about instilling a power team, you've got to understand that you can't put a power team in place until you have actually set the foundation for your business, right? The first thing that you've got to do in setting that foundation is you've got to evaluate from beginning to the desired result. What is needed to be done within my company every day? What has to be done? You know, uh, if I have a website, do I have a blog? If I have a blog, who's, who's uh, researching information for the articles? Who's, who's actually coming up with the titles? Who's doing all of that? Who's posting the, the article? Who's doing that? Who's actually helping with the graphics for social media? Sometimes I think that a lot of women, especially in business, don't understand the complexity of the simplicity of social media. Because when you have to put a social media post up, you've got to first think about what is the content that's going to go on social media? Does a graphic a meme need to be made to describe um, what that quote or what that phrase or content is all about? You know, does it fall in line with my brand, my brand colors? There's a lot that goes into really having a very good social media campaign. And then, oh, there's video, right? You know, when are you going to have time to, to do your videos and create a script for your videos if you're trying to do all of the other stuff? See, this is why a lot of women feel overwhelmed. This is why. So as a result, it compacts upon each other, 
And before a business owner knows it, she's no longer in the CEO role at all. She's in the laborer role, and she's stuck there. But here's what I can tell you about being in the labor role. It's the longer you're in the labor role, it's hard to get out of it because you start feeling like ownership for what you're doing in the labor role, and you feel like nobody can do it as good as you can. And as a result, Therefore, you're not willing to let somebody else easily have whatever you, you do because you, you develop almost a jealousy towards anybody else doing what, you, what, what they need to be doing. You've got your mind focused all on the wrong thing. As the business owner, as the CEO of your company, honey, your mind should be focused on the end result. What is that? Well, for me, I just want to take myself as an example. If my goal this year was to make $350,000, that's what my mind is really supposed to be focused on. My mind is supposed to be focused on the end result of $350,000. Now, when I back up to look what is it going to take to get the $350,000, there is a lot of things that go into that, including advertising, including uh, staying in contact with my tribe, with other individuals, including all of the daily workflows and different things that have to get done to make that happen. But I surely cannot do all of that and focus on the end result of the $350,000, right? And so, therefore, it's going to require me to have a team of individuals who can help me. I call that my power team, that group of professionals that have knowledge that can put into action what I need them to do, but I have to set the foundation first. So this is why I say, first, you sit yourself down, and you have to then evaluate, right, from beginning to end what needs to be happening in your business on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis, what needs to be going on, right? This is the only way you can begin to sort out all of the functionalities and the workflow for your company. Once you have those in buckets and you've sorted it out, then you have to write a description for how that should be getting done, okay? You have to write a description. And as you write that description, then you have to be thinking about the fact that this is not for me, it's for somebody else. So in that description, you also have to have your expectations. So as many of you know, I own a virtual assistance company called soloassist.net. And it's very interesting because I often find that a lot of people have a problem with delegating and with explaining to individuals really what they need. They think they have, they think they may have come up with everything they need and have explained it, but they really have not. And so you have to think that if you want somebody they can't be you, but they should be able to follow your directions, which, which pretty much mimic your personality and who you are and what you believe in as far as how you want things to come out, then that means that you have to provide them with detailed descriptions of how you want things done, including timelines, deadlines, and I want it done this order, step one, step two, step three, step four. And if you mention other third-party resources such as a website or such as you want them to have access to um, a, a membership or something that you, ha you have a username and password for, then you have to also provide that or else they can't do the job for you, right? And so it's important for you to understand that every piece of the workflow where you can turn that over to someone else needs to have its own description and it needs to have its own steps and it needs to have its own links and resources so that the person can easily follow it. That way you can hold an individual accountable. You can't hold anyone accountable if you yourself haven't 
started the accountability of writing down the description of everything that needs to get done. This is very key, ladies. Very, very. What I'm telling you right now is is really going to help you have some serious aha moments if you listen at what I'm saying. And so what I'm talking about is laying the foundation and preparing yourself to get ready to delegate and to let other people help you get the work done so that you can get further into your CEO role, which is very key. So step one in creating your power team is, number one, set the foundation by creating a description of your daily, weekly, and monthly workflow, okay? And pay attention. I just shared with you that it needs to be detailed. And this is something that a lot of people don't want to do. And so sometimes I have a lot of people coming into using my virtual assistant service, um, and they don't want to give details. They just want to give something broad. And as a result, they're not happy when they don't get the results that they're looking for. But it was because they didn't get the de- give the detailed information in the first place. So just giving somebody a lot of information doesn't necessarily mean it's the right information and it's how you actually want it to roll out, which is very, very important, okay? So that's the first thing is setting the foundation with providing the detailed information for each task or project that you want completed. Here's number two. In creating your power team, you need to sit down and write out the different power team roles that you need to have somebody help you with. And I want you to remember that these aren't full-time employees. Often these are individuals that have their own businesses that can provide those services to you. And when you need them, they're there. And when you don't need them, you don't have to use them, right? But you've got to know what those roles are going to be. Some examples of a power team might be your graphic designer, your um, your article writer, your um, copywriter for your advertisement. There may be the individual that uh, that makes the that creates the funnel for you in in your email marketing or text marketing combined. Right? It may be somebody that writes the whole system out for you and then help you write the email sequences or the text sequences or even the video scripts to help you make it happen. Right? Um, it could be the attorney. It could be the accountant and the bookkeeper, right? It, it could be the individual who maybe you make jury, and this individual is also very talented in jury making, so they're willing to help you by uh, decreasing the amount of time you have to spend. You just have to provide them with the directions on how you want the jury made. And so, again, this is very pivotal to getting in your CEO role and staying in your CEO role. Now, one of the biggest challenges I have of people, uh, you know, asking me about power teams, how to create one, um, people talking about delegating, one of the biggest challenges for them is they come to me and they say, Trina, this all sounds good, but I don't have all the money to pay all these people, right? Well, listen, it starts with one person. Okay, it starts with one person working part time hours for you. Um, Let's say you decide to get a virtual assistant for five hours, right, Um, a week. That's enough to start helping you move past a lot of different things, especially if that virtual assistant is talented, right? And then you can begin to add on other types of VAs who are experienced on different levels to help you, even if even if it's not for a, a you know recurring number of hours, it can be for one to three hours a week until a particular project is done. The the key here is thinking outside of the box and not allowing any excuse to get you to where you need to be. Okay, pushing those excuses aside and just let's get this stuff done. Because I know so many women who want to write a book. I know so many women that want to finally get their landing page up, their web page up, right? I know so many people that have so many uh, uh, goals that they want to get accomplished, and yet here they are six months later, and they're still talking about it with me. So I'm here to say that I don't think that money should be used as an excuse as to why 
you can't get something done because the money can be there. When you want that dress, when you want those shoes, when you want that vacation, when you want um, to go out to that to that restaurant that costs a hundred and something dollars by the time you add taxes and dips, look, you can get a VA. And so the key here is, is to adjust your mindset and, and, and ask yourself, am I ready to really step into my CEO role? Because if I'm not ready to get there, I can't expect my business to grow. Your business cannot grow exponentially until you are able to build a power team and let other people start helping you or else you're going to deal with the same thing over and over and over again. And you know what? That's okay because if you have to deal with it over and over and over again until God shows you that you can't keep beating a dead horse, you can't keep hitting your head into the concrete, you have got to move out of your own way and let things take place so that you can truly become the CEO, well, he's going to allow you to experience it as many times as you need to until you get your aha moment and say, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm going to move out of my own way, okay? So that's going to be very key. So again, number two is making a decision on the different roles that need to be played in your business. And number three is vetting the roles, okay? And what that means is you can't wait until you need a graphic designer to try and find a graphic designer. And so does that rule apply to every other type of role that you need played in your company. You're going to have to find the people, and I'm not talking about calling people and promising them business. I'm talking about calling various graphic designers, calling different web designers, calling different um, BAs, and asking them about their services, and then letting them know who you are and what you do, and then making a decision, who were the people that I felt most um, aligned with my vision and what it is that I wanted to do, and then those are the individuals that will become part of your power team. And what that means for someone to become part of your power team, it just means that you vetted them, you check their resources, you check their referrals, you've looked at their portfolios, you've looked at their work, their work ethics, you've asked them questions, you've made them aware of who you are, you know their fees, their charges, their pricing, you know all of these things, and and you have made a decision that this is the person that is going to go in your phone under power team so that when you need their particular service, they are there for you to connect with. That's what that means. Some people in your power team you'll use frequently every day or every week. Some you'll use once a month and some you'll use once a quarter and some you will, you know, you will, will use sporadically. However, the key here is, is that you have already vetted these individuals. You have checked them out. You've checked out their referrals. You've checked out their portfolios. You feel confident that, they, that they're, for example, a graphic designer's designs really match the flair that you're looking for, or web designer's design is matching the flair, or someone has been referred to you by a, someone that you really trust. And so therefore, you know, after you talked with them, you believe that they are someone that can help you with a particular service. That's what that means. That it means that you, that you have built a team in which you can place your trust in. And so now you are ready to start delegating to those particular people on your power team when you are ready to. So very, very important. And so that, that is key. Then number four is delegation. Number four is delegation. Now that you have, uh, you know, looked at all of the roles, you've vetted the roles, you've found the people, you now are ready to delegate. And keep in mind, delegation does not mean abdication. Abdicate means to hand over and just let people rule, you know, decide on their own. No, you don't want to do that. You want to delegate, and delegate means to assign with accountability. So that means you're going to provide de detailed uh, description of the task or the project. If necessary, provide the steps on how you want it done, provide deadlines, follow-up meetings that you have scheduled in your calendar, okay? So that's very, very key. And then last but not least in number five, now once you have done that, 
you are ready to step into your CEO role, and that means that you have to have a position description for yourself so that you know what you need to be doing, right? And so these are going, these five ways to better build your power team and get in your CEO role is vital. And I want to encourage you that if you are planning on, you know, making more money this year, this last six months, and getting some things accomplished, try it. Increase your belief system, my sister. Increase that belief system. Get out of your own way and become the CEO of your business. Well, that's all I have for today. I hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you schedule your power talk. Connect with me if you need to. Take care, everybody, and have a productive and an abundant week. Bye-bye.